Okay, up to the south region, we've got Virginia Gardner-Webb. So Virginia people are, you know, making a lot of jokes because Virginia lost last year. They're just a bit, they're, they're ready for this one. They're not going to lose this one. I mean, it is unfortunate. They are playing the best 16 seed in Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb is the best 16 seed, uh, I believe, in the, in the tournament. But I still think it's, I think Virginia's going to come in here. It's going to be over early. Virginia did, I mean, we, it's not an excuse. They did lose one of their players last year before they lost to UMBC. They, they were without a player. That's still an excuse. You should be able to be the 16 seed. Um, but they weren't at full strength. They're going to be ready. So Virginia going on. Um, Oklahoma Ole Miss. I'm going to side with Oklahoma here just because they I, they have a better resume. They have better wins. They also, uh, Ole Miss also has terrible free throw shooting. Uh, some of the worst in the country. And like I said, I just think at the end of the games, who's going to make the play? Who's going to be at the free throw line? I'm going to give the edge to Oklahoma. They've had they they they've won bigger games. Wofford, Florida, Kansas are on their resume. Ole Miss doesn't really have a signature win. I'm going to give it to Oklahoma here. Wisconsin, Oregon. This is one a lot of people have. Oregon. I am staying away from this 5-12. My 5-12 will come uh, in the next region. I'm staying away from this 5-12. These are very these are teams who are very very similar. They don't score a lot of points. They don't want the other team to score a lot of points because they can't score a lot of points. Um, the uh, interesting enough, I don't know if this is still the case, but I do know this when the, when this when the lines open in Vegas, oh, Oregon was actually favored. I don't know if that's still the case, um, but Oregon is 251st in scoring, but the past eight games they only allow their opponent to score 54 points a game, so they're not going to score a lot of points but their opponent isn't going to score a lot of points. Same thing with, with, with Wisconsin. This might look like a Big Ten football game at halftime. It might be 14-14. Um, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin here just because I think that the magic runs out for Oregon here. Um, they've been playing great basketball. Um, I just think Wisconsin can get it done. Kansas State, UC Irvine. This is one that I really, really like. Kansas State to win this one. Um, I think that they're underrated. Uh, I think that if they had Kansas next to their name instead of Kansas State, they would have got a higher seed. They did win the Big 12 regular season. Um, they lost to OU in the finals. Um, UC Irvine, I do like their resume um, because they have won 30. Uh, they won 30 games, 30 and five. That means they're coming in with a lot of confidence. They just don't really have a signature win. They got they lost big to USU, and they lost. They beat. Our, our, and their signature win, which comes against St. Mary's, excuse me, was against a worse St. Mary's team than is currently playing right now. So I'm going to go with Kansas State here. A lot of people really like UC Irvine. I, I'm sticking with my guns here. I know that people are going to say that I'm going chalk here. I'm trying to pick my upsets carefully. Not every upset happens. Um, so I, I trust other I trust other teams more than UC Irvine, but that might come back to bite me when I revisit this or when people tell me that they listen to this, they might be calling me out for that one. Villanova St. Mary's, this is not the Villanova of years past, but they still carry themselves with that same, you know, this is a program who's won a lot. They've won two out of the last four, four uh, national championships. They carry themselves with a lot of swagger. I mean, you saw it on Selection Sunday. One of the players got up to celebrate getting the six seed and the, everyone else, including the coach, said, sit down. We don't, we're not happy about a six seed. Um, but this, I think this is the game to watch in this side of the bracket because St. Mary's is playing very well. Um, it could be a game where um, we see it come down to the wire. Um, but I'm going to say hold the horses on picking St. Mary's because as I talked about earlier in the podcast, 
they beat a Gonzaga team who they've seen so many times. They know their system. St. Mary's was able to slow down Gonzaga and get them out of their element and win in a conference game that St. Mary's needed more than Gonzaga. Because if we're going to go off games happen against Gonzaga, maybe we should focus on when Gonzaga beat St. Mary's by 48 points. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that, that would happen. Now I think St. Mary's is playing better, but I also don't think that we should let the fact that they beat Gonzaga pretty handily, I'll, I would add, get in the way. I think Nova moves on. This is my upset in this bracket comes from Purdue Old Dominion. I'm not that impressed by Purdue. I mean, they do rebound and score efficiently, but Old Dominion isn't going to be afraid. They beat Syracuse and VCU earlier this re- uh, this season. They rebound extremely well. I think that they can do it. I really do. I think that they can win this one, um, which would put Villanova. I, then I would have Villanova beating them because I, I I think Nova has enough enough in the tank to get there. I don't think that they're. I think they're good, not great, but that is what can get you into the Sweet 16 sometimes. Uh, Cincinnati, Iowa. Cincinnati rebounds extremely well. They also play extremely slow. Like I said, there's 300 teams in the NCAA. They play at a bottom 20 pace. That is slow. Maybe they should have played against the Anteaters because then UC Irvine would beat them because they move like ants. Bottom 20 pace. Um, Iowa. This team has lost six out of eight. They're on a one for five skid. This is going to be kind of a boring game in my opinion, because I think that Cincinnati is going to beat them. They're not going to, they're going to be in control, but they're not going to blow Iowa out because they really can't. They play at such a slow pace, but I think Cincinnati wins this one. Uh, Tennessee Colgate. Um, I saw a funny tweet earlier on Twitter that said, you know, usually when it's uh, Tennessee versus toothpaste, toothpaste normally doesn't win because, uh, you know, obviously saying that people in Tennessee have terrible teeth. So I guess if they played Florida, I lived in Florida for a couple of years, Colgate could probably do some damage to, to Florida as well. They've got some pretty bad teeth as well. But uh, Tennessee, I have winning this one. Uh, going back from the top, going to the bottom to round out our Sweet 16. Um, Virginia, Oklahoma. I just think Virginia is really good. Um, that, you know, that's not really a great analysis because they are a one seed. But I think that just because of the fact that Duke and North Carolina, the premier teams in college basketball have been so good, and the fact that they lost against the 16th seed last year really has deterred from the fact that this team is so good. And there are only two losses before they lost to Florida State, my, doc, my dark horse in this tournament. The only games that they lost were to a full-strength Duke, Duke team, who is, I think, maybe the best, uh, who plays the best, who, who has the most upside. But I still think Virginia could beat them if they played them down the road. Um, and I think Virginia is so good. So I have Virginia beating Oklahoma there. Uh, Wisconsin, UC Irvine. This is what pains me about the tournament because there's so many better teams in Wisconsin. But because the way that Wisconsin, I think, is going to narrowly escape Oregon, and then it's going to have the benefit of playing against UC Irvine, who I just don't think has enough power to get past Wisconsin. Um, I think that Wisconsin is going to end up being in the Sweet 16, which, like I said, pains me a lot to say. Um, but I think it could also very well be Oregon in there. I just don't think the Kansas State UC Irvine winner. Um, so if I'm doing my bracket at home, I would say whoever wins Wisconsin, Oregon, I would have them going to the Sweet 16. Um, Villanova, um, Old Dominion is what I have here. 
And I have Villanova winning that one. Like I said, I do have them beating o- ODU. Like I said, Old Dominion has some great wins. I just think that when, when you're playing against a system like Villanova, they're just going to – they they know how to win these games. They know how to get through that first weekend. They've been here before. They're going to get through that first weekend. Uh, Cincinnati, Tennessee. Tennessee has been in the top ten this whole year. They've had a couple weeks as the number one team. Again, if their name was Kentucky, they probably would be getting a lot more recognition. Obviously, Tennessee is a story program, but they've been kind of quiet the past few years. I see Tennessee winning this one as well. So it's going to be Virginia, Wisconsin, Nova, Tennessee. So a little bit different than Chalk there, um, but still some power schools in there. Man, I'm, I kind of think that maybe uh, Oregon could win that one. Like I said, whatever you want to do with Wisconsin, Oregon, I would keep with that. I might change before the day's done, but I have that winner going to the Sweet 16. Uh, let's finish it up here. Um, if you're an Aggie fan, you're, you might be interested to hear what I have going on here. Uh, with the Midwest region, which is the last region here on the ESPN bracket. North Carolina, Iona. Uh, Iona. North Carolina is going to win this game. Um, I just don't I don't see another 16 seed being a one seed this year. Uh, maybe again. Who knows? But uh, definitely not. I just think that the, the one seeds are a step and above. None of them really have injury concerns or anything that would alert to them not being able to get the job done. Iona is only 17 and 15. So um, Utah State, Washington. One thing that I was interested in as I was doing my research here with advanced stats for Utah State, obviously I've watched a lot of them this year. Um, a lot of um, analysts and stuff like that would always talk about how well Utah State passes the ball, their assist numbers. They also have great rebounding numbers. They have an 8.9 rebound margin on average or over the season, 8.9. That's quite a bit. Um, they do, uh, I mean, thinking back on it, they do rebound the ball really well, uh, which is good. Um, I think that in the tournament, you don't want to turn it over and you don't want to give up second chance points. You want to limit your opponent to just one shot. Um, and that's what I think is going to be the difference in, in a lot of these games. And I think that uh, one thing that scares me about Washington is that they, they are fourth in the country in turnover percentage. Um, and Utah State, uh, if you watch the San Diego State game, or excuse me, not the San Diego State game, the, uh, oh, uh, the New Mexico game, turned the ball over extensively. And I hope that that doesn't happen again. They're not playing man-to-man. They do play the, the – their, their coach came over from Syracuse. Uh, they play the matchup 2-3 zone. Um, but they do Mati, uh let's see, Matisse Thibel is his name. Hopefully I said that right. I actually haven't ever heard someone pronounce it. But uh, 25% of the time he's on – or when he's on the floor, he creates a turnover or the team creates a turnover 25% of the time. That's once every four possessions when he's on the floor. That is crazy numbers. He won uh, Pac-12 – defensive player of the year but I, st- I still think the Aggies have enough because I don't think Washington can score I think if the Aggies can turn rebounds into fast break opportunities or not really even fast break but just keep the tempo where the Aggies want it I think they can win this game um, I think the Aggies are better so I'm going to go Utah State through speaking of Aggies let's talk about the New Mexico State Aggies and uh, Auburn I actually have the Aggies winning this one too I have New Mexico State moving on um Auburn, number one defense, well, number one turnover defense. So they create a lot of turnovers, which, like I said, I like. Those are the type of numbers that I look at. Great three-point percent. Um, rebound extremely well. New Mexico State does. New Mexico State rebounds extremely well, which I really like. They don't have a great win, which is Utah Valley. But, or their best one is Utah Valley. But like I said, I really like the, the, the teams that have 130 games that have dominated, that really know what they want to do. Uh, and they're very efficient on offense. Um, and they are able to shoot the three 
at a, at a great clip, Auburn does not defend the three very well. And I think that that can be the difference if they can, since they rebound so well, they can get some offensive rebounds on shots that they miss, get some layups off those threes that they miss, or, you know, if they shoot the three really well. I see New Mexico going through. I have Kansas and Northeastern next. Um, I think Kansas, you know, they kind of had a rough year there. I think they're a little bit underrated because of that. They didn't win the Big 12 um, regular season um, this year. I just think that... uh, they are able to win this one. Northeastern does not jump off the page at me when I look at their stats, when I hear about them, when I looked at them. They don't re offensive rebound very well. They are 320th in offensive rebounds. Um, and like I said, when you're a team who needs to upset and you're shooting threes or you're shooting contested buckets against a, you know, a, a good Auburn defense and you can't get offensive rebounds, you're only getting one shot of possession. I think the Auburn has... Uh, or sorry, not Auburn, Kansas defense. Uh, when you can't get more than one shot against Kansas, um, they're going to be able to beat you with Bill Self. So I have them winning. Iowa State, Ohio State. This one's interesting because usually Ohio State is, um, you know, they used to be a powerhouse back in the day. Only went 19 to 14 this year. Not a great record. Um, I was listening to uh, a coach talk about the Big 12, and he was saying that Iowa State at their best they are as talented and have as much upside as any team in the Big 12 when they're on. They've been on of lately, uh, as of late. And Ohio State Buckeyes were 0-9 against top five teams in their own conference. I think if they had a different name, they would not be in this tournament, is what I'm going to say. They don't beat good teams. And Iowa State, is, I mean, they're not going to be a great team, but I think that they're uh, I think they're deserving of a six seed, and I think that they're going to win this one. Houston, Georgia State. Houston, I think... Again, I think if they had a different name by their record, by their resume, it'd be a different one. 31 and 3. I mean, you got to be a doggone good team to win, to go 31 and 3 in any sort of college basketball. They actually didn't play a terrible schedule. I mean, they're in the American Conference. They didn't play a great schedule. Um, but they beat LSU earlier on in the year when LSU was playing more like a number three seed, not there now. Beat Utah State, beat Temple. Who they they split with Temple. Temple's a conference opponent, so that that's tough to sweep a conference opponent. And, and I was impressed by Temple last night when I watched them split against UCF as well. So I mean, they have the potential to lose. Those are two of the games that they lost. Uh, they lost to Temple, UCF, and Cincinnati, who are all conference opponents. So, like I said, it's it, it's those are the games that you want to lose against conference opponents because they're familiar with you. You have to play them at home on the road. Um, I don't think that they really have too much upset potential. Watch them get upset now, but I, I actually have a lot of confidence in them as a three seed. I think that they're a sleeper who could possibly beat Kentucky later on. Um, so I have Houston moving on. Wofford, Seton Hall. This, in my opinion, is the game to watch um, of this side of the bracket because of the way that both teams are playing right now. Wofford, first off, they have a player named Fletcher McGee. I mean, if you if you had a college team and you wanted to start a college franchise, a new college team, and someone came to tryouts named Fletcher McGee, I don't care what his skill level is. I'm taking him. I'm building a team around him. So, you know, they don't turn the ball over. Again, I, I sound like a broken record, but those are the things that I really like in tournaments because it shows discipline and it shows that they're able to control things and not let the game get away from them, especially against the Seton Hall team that's playing its best basketball right now. Um, Miles Powell Jr. been playing extremely well. He is the lifeblood of the team. They're not deep at all, though. 
And that's why I don't have them winning this game. They usually go seven players deep, maybe eight. And that's just not deep enough. I think that uh, that could come back to bite them in a conference tournament. Or sorry, in a, in a, in a NCAA tournament game. I have Wofford moving on. Kentucky, Albaline, Christian. You know, this is interesting because Albaline, Christian, I mean, they've got Christ in their name and they're playing against someone who, you know, doesn't really do what Christ would do in uh, John Calipari, their head coach. So we'll see. Maybe it comes back to bite them. I don't think it does, at least in this first round. I have Kentucky winning this one. Um, this is where this is a bracket that I think is extremely crazy. This is extremely tough to pick these second rounds, even though it is the second round. Um, and then, like I said, once we get to the Sweet 16 next week, I think it's just going to be it. There's so many good matchups. But uh, UNC, USU, uh, Utah State, I do have North Carolina moving on. I think that Utah State is one year away from really being a great team. I just, you know, I thought about it. You know, let's just, in my mind, I put Utah State on the same court as North Carolina. I don't think that too much separates them. Uh, I think UNC is better, obviously. I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's not too much because North Carolina is a top 10 team and Utah State's a top 30 team. I mean, they're number 25 in the nation, so nothing really should, except for just that experience. They need, Utah State needs one more year. I think Sam would do good. I just thought of, you know, Keita in the post with Luke May and Luke May getting Keita three fouls in the first half. And I just think that that's how it would go. Um, not saying that it's anything bad. I just think that this team is one year away from possibly making a Sweet 16 run in Utah State. I think North Carolina goes on. Um, New Mexico State versus Kansas. I'm going with experience. Like I said, New Mexico State really hasn't beaten anyone too crazy this year. Their best win is against... Uh, um, Utah Valley, I just think Kansas goes on. Like I said, underwhelming year for them, but it's tournament time. You can always make that up, and I think that they have enough experience, like a Villanova, where it's just kind of part of the system that we go to the Sweet 16 here, and there's kind of the swagger that they take in with them. Iowa State, Houston. Um, I just see Houston winning this one. Like I said, I, I just think that they are a sleeper here. Um, they really just play the game the way that it needs to be played in tournament time. They don't lose. They haven't really lost. They haven't lost any non-conference uh, games like I went earlier. And uh, they are just going to get the job done here. And um, they have a backcourt here. It scores 40% of their um, scoring comes from their backcourt. And I really like that when it's a dynamic duo instead of I think you need a star player if you're an underdog. I think if you are a favorite and if you really want to make a run in this tournament, you need to have some sort of duo. And I think that Houston has that. Wofford, Kentucky. I really, really would like to pick Wofford here. I think Kentucky, I can just see this game going. It's tied, uh, you know, with four minutes left or something. And Kentucky just has a slight advantage in skill to get it done. They've got PJ Washington, who's made some strides. This year, he's shooting the ball a little bit better. And um, just their athleticism. And uh, they also get to the line quite a bit. And like I said, I think at the end of the game, it's who can make free throws. Who can get to the free throw line and make free throws. Those are free buckets. The the clock's not running. And there's not as much pressure as trying to find a jump shot. So I see that happening. So in my Sweet 16 here, I have North Carolina, Kansas, which would be a great matchup, and Houston, Kentucky, which I think would be great as well. So just, I think that's what I'm going to go there. I'm going to give you final fours, my final fours and champion. 
which are, or, which are tough, but I just think it's important to kind of go there. You can, if you, if you want to, um, listen in next week, I'll, I'll be able to go through more of the bracket there with you, but I have Duke, Florida state, Tennessee, and North Carolina. And then my na- national champion I have is Duke. Like I said, I don't think that Duke is the best team. I think they have the best players. I think that there's times where they become too individualistic, which is why they lost to Gonzaga. But I think that if they do play Florida State in the Final Four, which is what I have, I think that they're able to get past them. They've played. This would be the fourth time they've played them. Um, I think Duke could be able to get past them there. And then either if they play Tennessee or, or North Carolina, I think that they have enough of a game plan to get it done. I think that Zion and RJ and Cam, I think they really want to win this. Um, like I said, it pains me to pick Duke. But at the end of the day, I, I see more ways that they can win than any other team. I feel like I have to make excuses to have the other teams win. And I, I can more, I can put Duke in more circumstances where they win rather than rather than try to find a way for another team to win. So that's why I'm going with Duke. Um, real quick, thanks for listening in. Um, like I said, I'll be back next week. Um, if you listen in or feel free to comment or reach out to me in any way, let me 